Hi, and welcome to Pop-Off. We were so excited about the X-Men First Class movie coming up that we decided to do a pop-off on all the X-Men movies before, but as you might guess, that took a really long time, so we ended up splitting it up into two episodes. You're going to hear part one today, um, and then part two will be coming up in the next episode, so enjoy part one of the X-Men movies. But first, a word from Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Ninjas versus vampires, bitches. That's on DVD. Reviewers have called it one of the 10 best indie horror films of 2010. This is available in most DVD stores, Amazon, Walmart, online, etc. But if you order from ninjasversusvampires.com, that's ninjas, N-I-N-J-A-S, and then versus B-S, and then vampires, V-A-M-P-I-R-E-S.com, take you a little extra effort to go to their site. But do it. Buy directly from them, man, because then they keep, get to keep more of it. Uh, while you're there, check out the End, End Light Podcast Network. EndLightPodcast.com with not safe for work uh, content uh, podcasts about movies and Star Trek. Yeah. NinjasVersusVampires.com. Yep. Welcome to Pop Off. I am Justin, and with me today is... My erstwhile co-host of the Trek Off podcast, uh, Alexia. Hello. Hello. Uh, so today uh, we are discussing uh, in advance of X-Men First Class, which is about to come out, um, the X-Men quadrilogy, I guess. So far, four movies. Uh, I thought that Wolverine was like a standalone Yeah, but it's not really it is, in the... We'll talk about it a little. Let's talk about the trilogy and then we'll talk a little bit about Wolverine and what it means and stuff. But um, the X Men movies, man, right? Are you a fan? Um, mm, yes and no. Are you an X Men fan? Absolutely. All right. What about X Men? Uh, what is your X Men experience thus far, minus the movies? Minus the movie, like I, I didn't really read the comics. I I watched the sh- the cartoon. Which one? Oh, um, I, the nineties one. The yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I love that shit. Um, and from people I I had talked to that had read the comics, said that that followed in a lot of ways. Sure. Yeah. So to a certain extent, yeah. So um, so yeah, that's what got me really excited. And then you know I've you know obviously like Marvel versus Capcom, like the games and stuff that came really? out as a result of that. I love that's that fun. shit. Okay. Um, especially because um, Rogue, hello, her special powers that she would kiss a Joker and to be able to steal one of their powers for the duration of the fight. They did that like in the game that she could. Yeah, kiss it was, oh. it's a fighting game, and like so, her special move was. I didn't realize that she did that in the game. Oh yeah, no, she would pick you up in the air, and kiss you, and say good night, sugar, and then she would have for the rest of the fight, she would have one of your powers. That would be worth losing a fight, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, not not Anna Paquin Rogue, but like no, 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 Rogue, 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 not that fucking shit. Not Marie. No, not that fucking shit. Like you know, busty badass can fly has ms marvel's powers okay so i we're already you know, we're already getting uh right. she doesn't she doesn't have, yeah yeah she does have miss marvel's so i thought you meant no she has captain marvel's not miss marvel's powers. she's captain marvel's powers kept miss marvel is jean gray oh she has some no that was miss that was marvel girl now i'm no, confused i think it's miss it marvel? marvel i think it's miss marvel miss marvel yeah quasar is captain marvel i get so she, yeah she had because her mom yeah. made her like you know, before she knew, you Ms. know, Marvel, what a what a bitch. Are you Miss Marvel? That's Ms. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she has like F superpowers. You. She can say whatever the fuck she wants, really. Oh my gosh. 
Um, not it's anymore. worth noting that I love that you gave me this X-Men cup, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> to drink my water out of. <laughs> it's, it's very topical. Yeah, it's from uh, <laughs> the first movie. The first movie came out. I got this cup from Dave & Buster's. This uh, this cup with this uh, like metal plate of X-Men on the side of it. It's fucking it's, badass. Thank you. Thank you. See... Mr. A, Mr. A is, uh, you, you should know that there's another person in the room when we do the Trek Off podcast, which you can get at trekoffpodcast.com or at endlightpodcast.com, or hopefully you've gotten this. Um, Mr. A is uh, is Mr. Alexia, um, and he uh, sits on the other side of the room and occasionally chimes in and is, is fun. What were you noting to him, though? I forget. You're like, I see, just see? Well, I got to introduce him because we see this is true. Um, so about the cup, something to do with the cup. Yeah, I suggested that that I get you this cup. We can get you a Star Trek cup, but we got you this one instead to drink your water out of. Um, so, uh, so jump jumping right in. My um, there's a podcast I have not yet posted, and maybe I'll post it this week as like a supplemental or something because it's really dry. It's like essentially I traced the, the entire history of the X Men from like issue one twenty eight through the nineties. Wow. Um, and it's it's if you're really into the X Men, I guess it would be a fascinating listen. But if you're not, it's just like me going and then this happened. It's like a long history lesson, and so I didn't um, post. I never posted. Me and Phil Stamper um, did it. I think I um, would dig that though. I should. Well, you you might, but I'm not sure if everyone would. So maybe I'll like deliberately post it and go like, okay, this is a, a pop. This is the deal. <laughs> a pop off extra. This is not what the show is usually like, but we figured that in advance of the movie, you might enjoy this too. So to be like kind of caught up on the yeah yeah so. Um, <clears throat> So we get to uh, it's the Justin compendium. Well, the thing is, though, <laughs> is that the X Men movies are their own universe, and that's the first thing that we have to jump in saying that that. See, but that that why why should that have to be the case? You know what? Because I think that that the look, I stopped reading X Men specifically because their universe is too giant and too big and too convoluted, and their own their own like chronology doesn't match with itself, and it's 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 ridiculous. Now it's to the point where everybody's died and come back to life twice. <laughs> and 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 nice. they're aliens and they're involved with everybody else the avengers blah 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 and wolverines on every team and everywhere at all times it's because everybody loves wolverine um, but it's 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 to the point where i couldn't read it anymore because none of it felt like it, I, I didn't care anymore except for joss whedon's uh astonishing x-men run where he d- he ran it very very much like it used to run in the 80s back when the x-men were in their, in their prime as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. um i guess what i'm saying like i don't get me wrong. To some extent, I'm forgiving an understanding of like, okay, so we've got a comic book, and then we've got you know a cartoon that's very similar to the comic it's book. It's entirely it's, dissimilar to the comic book, but okay. Well, I mean, it's I'm got say- some similar stuff, but it, it mixes it mixes stuff up a lot. Right, but it's got the same sort of like format speaking. Like it's a short sure, kind sure. of you know, and I don't know. At least I don't know of anyone who's read the comics that's told me like, oh my god, this thing about this character in the cartoon is complete bullshit oh there's lot, so there's, not like that there's lots of elements where it's complete bullshit but it's it's you know the comic ignores main huge main characters like nightcrawler and colossus and and or the the uh, cartoon does like characters and kitty pride and characters that really matter in favor of characters like jubilee right who nobody nobody cares about but was hot. i had a feeling and gambit like characters who were hot at the time Oh, but, but I loved but, Gambit, but not the classic characters. Okay, it was it was it was the. Char- I guess, what, but they're but they're not. I guess what I'm saying is, so I, I'm I'm understanding and accepting that. Okay, now we're going to do a live action movie. Yeah, and so that's going to look a little different. 
and we're not necessarily going to just lift a storyline directly from one of the comics and we're not you know what I mean like that sort of idea I can get okay with but like when they change it so much characters that that like you know even if you're not a huge fan of the comics that you're in love with let me ask you let me ask you a question I, I think I know the answer to the question based on what you've said already who's your favorite x-men character oh well she's not my favorite but who's your favorite of, my, my favorite your, is, what? is is probably um my, my absolute favorite is phoenix but i think you know close second and third is is storm and, and rogue all right well rogue is the one they mess with the absolute the, most yeah they she's, absolutely they, decimate her they they change her and i think what pisses least, me off about it is because she's such an interesting character but they again they change her to what she was when you very 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 first met her before she absorbed miss marvel um a confused girl but right but so she wasn't at the school that way no, she wasn't when when like I think she came in. Like so, it like, makes it like what upsets me about always, it, right? Yeah. Is it makes it impossible for her to ever become the rogue that you know? Yeah, there's there's that's an, not okay. There, there's an element of truth to that. Um, but again, she was never she was always a second secondary character to me. She was never one of the ones I really cared about. Really, she was she was always one of the secondary characters, second string, as far as I was concerned. Um, so then, what would be first string? First string X Men. Yeah, top eight. Uh, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Wolverine, Storm, Nightcrawler, Colossus, uh, Kitty Pride, and uh, and then maybe you could put Rogue. Like maybe Rogue would go as the eighth. Although I guess the eighth would have to be Professor X. Right. So you know those are the main ones to me. And then you have your second string, who I think the best of the second string is Rogue, and then you have you know dazzler long shot uh D- dazzler long shot gambit cable you know the, the then you get into sort of the you know the third string characters which are the ones that you know come and go that like you know x23 and right and you know the generation x characters and you know so that's i i think that i think that you have um that is the character that they mess with the most and that they make the protagonist of the film which is uh, that they would do those two things in conjunction with one another. Yeah, other. that's what I was like. Um, that that just really well, let's, from, I mean, from the start turned me off and made me angry. Let's well let's let's jump in um to the first X-Men movie, the plot of which is as follows. <clears throat> um we open on Auschwitz, um, which is an amazingly bold, some might say almost offensive choice to do at the beginning of a science fiction movie that's going to end with a giant magnet that's going to turn the world into mutants that you would open on Auschwitz it might be might be a little disrespectful of the Holocaust but Maybe I, scooch. but I feel like they pull it off pretty well um, and you meet Magneto you immediately cut to a scene you don't understand what's going on because you've now cut to the near future where uh, a southern bell kisses a guy and he collapses and you, don't know um, and you don't know why. Yeah. And then you immediately cut with no explanation to, um, to a Senate hearing where the true villain of the movies is this movie, as far as I'm concerned, where you meet Senator Robert Kelly mm. um, trying to argue that mutants are dangerous right. and you introduce the central conflict in the X-Men movies, which is the conflict between mutants and humanity which right. is the overall conflict. And there you see that that is being observed by both Professor Charles Xavier, master of all, all things mental, and, mm-hmm. and, 
and Eric Lenshare, um, a.k.a. Magneto, master of all things metal. Um, <laughs> and and then you finally get into your final little uh, your, your final um, little montage where you have um, you meet a man, Logan, in a fight in a cage in a Canadian bar um, kicking ass. And he is known as the Wolverine. And it's in that bar that he runs into the uh, yeah. rogue, who's the girl who is kissing the kissing the boy. And then you finally connected those two. And then they're attacked by uh, by evil mutants. Wolverine wakes up after being knocked out in the middle of the attack um, in a school. And then then you meet everybody. You find out how it all works together. Mm -hmm. um, Magneto is a former friend of uh, Professor Charles Xavier, who uh, who has decided that mutants are going to be destroyed the way the Jews were in the Holocaust. And uh, and he's not going to happen since he has the power to stop it. He is going to he is going to destroy anyone who gets in his way or force humanity to accept mutants. Uh, Professor Xavier believes the only way you're going to get humanity to accept mutants is to show them that we're OK. Right. Um, I'm OK. You're OK. And and <laughs> if you show them that we are good people. Well, that's the th th that's the central thing, I think, which is that. They're just people. Yeah. Like good or bad, mutant or not mutant, like people are people. And like, but do you get to go, oh, well, because you're a mutant and therefore have the ability, like now we're going to segregate you off because you could do more harm than a person who is just kind of a dick. Except that, <laughs> you it, know, like, because there are people that you give a regular person a fucking gun and they can do damage. Well, you know and that's what, I mean? what like, that's so, what, that's what Senator Kelly says, actually. He goes, he goes, he goes, we, we, we have to have licenses for guns and cars. You know, shouldn't we? Shouldn't you don't have to for a knife, though. Shouldn't we? You, know, you register? don't have to well, that's for your bare hands. Well, you don't have to. And that's you what know? he said. He said, you know, you need you need a license to drive. And Jean Grey responds, but not to live. And the thing is, that the thing about this argument is that both sides are right. Yeah, both sides have and that's, points. That's, it's, you know? it's a, it's and that's a gray, what makes it so what's compelling. N what's good about the X-Men movies is that Magneto's not necessarily wrong. Mm -hmm. Um and well and that's the part i think they get right that's the part i like like they, there's there a moral that ambiguity there's very, a grayness yeah that they get very correct like the the tone the i tone think the, the tone is, is the most the, the reason that i dug the movie when i first saw when i'm a giant x-men fan i just couldn't believe i'm seeing him on the big screen i never right. thought the day would come but also they nailed with everything they changed the tone is so right yeah the tone and the seriousness i mean we had never had never had a movie that felt like it was in the real world. Never a comic book movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like it's definitely the first one that ba did that. Batman was stylized very much. Um, the Superman movie. Well, I mean, by this point, we're talking the the original Batman movie, right? I mean, we're not talking. We're not talking. No, we know. Yeah, we're pre Dark so, Knight. We're, so we're, we're talking. I Tim mean, Burton Batman. Yeah, Tim Burton ba the, Batman the, was definitely comic booky the, like the, not in a bad way but like it wasn't like what you're talking about it didn't feel and the richard like it's happening in the real the richard world richard donner superman somewhat seemed like the real world but where it didn't seem comic book booky it seemed pulpy it seemed very like hey here we are mister here we are this is the, the this is what the big city is like and you know it seemed it seemed very much like that and this is the first time where and it, well i mean and he's still here's the thing i mean look at look at superman right like and this was something that i remember at the time when the movie came out i feel like there were people that like because there's a joke in the movie. He's like, "What would you prefer, yellow spandex?" Sure. And like, which I'll talk about that in, in a minute. But right. Maybe. But like, there. This was the first time I think what you're like th that you're right. Like, because even Superman, I love the Superman movies, but like he's wearing 
Blue Tyson. Sure, and he flies. Know? He can fly around the world, and they they invent powers for him when he needs them. And the bad guy is evil for no reason, and he's good for seemingly no reason. And, yeah, like just because he's Superman. And and this is the first time where you go, Wolverine doesn't necessarily agree that the professor's right, mm-hmm. and the professor isn't necessarily right. And, and the bad guy. Bad guy isn't necessarily the bad guy. He's, yeah, just, he's you know what I mean. He just sees things differently. He is bad. I mean, he is he is willing to murder. Sure. Um, but you get his point. You no, but, he's, but here's the thing. He's not just willing to murder like willy-nilly. Like he's not like, I'm just going to kill a joker because I can. Well, until the end. I will argue that that's true until the end. And then I would argue that, that Wolverine makes a point when he says, why do you need Rogue? Why don't you do the thing yourself? Because well, he'll die. Exactly. So, so well, that's then, not the same thing. That's though. when you get down that's to that, yeah, like how moral are you? How really moral do? are you? Like really, like yeah. like if you're only going to kill when you need to. Well, you don't need to here. You're, you could you're, sacrifice you're, yourself. You're trading a life. You're trading for your, your own. Yeah, because you think your life you're, is more you're, important. You're, you're, you're killing. Selfish. You're killing someone who's innocent, who has nothing to do with your your plans. your little plans here. Yeah. And she's one mutant, uh, one of the ones you're supposed to be trying to save. Yeah. And she's done nothing. But to But that's you. what's great because he's he's great. He's not. You know what I mean? He's not ultra moral guy. Like, um, it's, this I, is a this is a short movie because there's not much more plot. There's uh, Rogue um, doesn't feel like she fits in the school, and then she accidentally kills um, nearly kills Wolverine when she absorbs his power. Mm-hmm. Um, Which see that's what I'm saying. Like I did like that. Like yeah. I like that. That's what I'm saying. There are certain things that I feel like they really they really captured, like the the relationship between Magneto and you know Xavier, and Xavier. Totally, totally yeah. that relationship is awesome and it's just the way it should be and it, it gives you all the feelings that you're supposed to have yeah and then like the that moment when you know her struggle with what her power is well it's a curse for her it's not exactly. a blessing for her she doesn't like it and that continues through especially x3 but that's um, what it, like i like that aspect of it i just i'm i'm irritated that it's like there's more to her than that and there's more that makes her tortured than that frankly well, I, yeah. I also think you have budget issues. I mean, they couldn't make anyone really fly in this movie, you know, in, in X1. Um, oh, yeah. And it's and it is a relatively low budget film. Let's let's be honest. We get we get to she uh, she runs away and Wolverine finds her to convince her to come back to the school. But as he finds her, Magneto and the Brotherhood attack the train they're on, kidnap Rogue because Wolverine's uh, skeleton is made out of metal. He is uh, controlled by Magneto. Yeah, like he can't fight he is, Magneto He's at thrown all. away. At the same time, the X-Men are there at the train station to battle the Brotherhood, um, who consists of Sabretooth, another character who gets gutted for the for the sake of this movie, um, Toad, uh, who was never a great character anyway. Played, I was going to say, I, I never really was terribly fond played, of Toad. Played by Ray Park, who is Darth Maul. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Are you sure about this, or is this like no, Samuel L. Jackson I, I, being I, in Spaceballs? No, I'm absolutely sure about this. Okay. Um, and uh, which he's not, by the way, people. Yeah, you'll hear that in the track off that comes out in like a month. Um, <laughs> FYI, not Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then finally, Magneto um, escapes um, uh, with Rogue. Uh, in the midst of that, ma- this Magneto has attempted to use a, uh, a a machine that he's crafted that can turn people into mutants. He uses his power to turn one person into a mutant, and that person is Senator Robert Kelly. Which I think is great. Uh, po- po- like poetically yeah. speaking, that shit was badass. I um, gotta say, you get some. Couldn't wa- happen to a nicer guy. You get some wonderful scenes where Robert Kelly is forced to go to Xavier's and interact yep. with everyone, and it's poignant and dark and absolutely and layered and nuanced and and just just beautiful and then he dies and everybody sees him die so we know that we, we know that that 
Magneto's plan is not only not going to just turn everyone to mutants, it's actually going to kill everybody. But I don't think he knows that. He doesn't know that. No, yeah. I, 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 he like, totally doesn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he's not attempting to do that. He's not attempting to commit genocide. He's so just they trying g- to level the playing field. So, hey, if this is the problem, yeah, yeah. we'll all be mutants and there won't be a yeah. problem. Like, I get it, you know? So they go to, uh, they're going to do it um, when the world's leaders are all meeting on Ellis Island. Uh, Magneto goes to the top of the Statue of Liberty with his machine that's going to turn everybody into mutants. He's going to give his power to Rogue um, so that she can does power it. the machine instead so of him. He do- so he doesn't have to die um, because it will kill it will kill whoever's doing it. Uh, the uh, Brotherhood um, of of Toad and uh, Toad and Sabretooth um, are and Mystique, who we got to talk about Mystique, who can take any form that she wants. Um, are left to guard the the Statue of Liberty where the X-Men have to come to stop his nefarious plan and save Rogue. And they have a giant fight in the gift shop. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I know. I, I feel like we have talked about this before. Yeah. But we cannot continue this conversation without noting the line that that is the worst line right, well, ever say, well, written okay, in the history of time. All right. So so what ha- <laughs> so what happens is is Wolverine battles uh, Wolverine battles uh Mystique uh, and then Toad battles the rest of the X-Men effectively dealing with both uh, Scott uh, Cyclops Summers and Jean Grey who Scott is in love with um, and she's in love with Scott but has a definite romantic attraction between her and Wolverine. Mm -hmm. I have Uh, to note though that like I never cared for Jean Grey like you'll note when you ask me like who I like like of course I pick chicks because I dig chicks that are powerful badasses but like I liked her in the movies, though. I thought she was. I thought that's she what I'm saying. Job. Like, I I didn't care for. Like, I was always just Jean Grey. She just like, she like never does anything. She yeah. just kind of whines and like she's sort of useless and she's like she's like Xavier Light. Like, I don't yeah. even know what we need her around for. I like, like sometimes which, you don't. Which is why I, exactly. Which is why until she was Phoenix, it was like I could give two shits. You know what I mean? But like in the movies, it was almost like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, I know she's. A but central... when you make her, you know, Famke Janssen and and like kind of kind of cool, like. She's not so shitty anymore. <laughs> so so Toad at, like so Toad is about to have won the day when suddenly he has to face off against Storm, who is super badass. Um, and can I just say though that Halle the one Berry time not she the best flies. choice, seriously, especially in X One, she tries to do an accent. Oh my it god, fails. and it really disappoints me because I know she's better than that. Like that's there's frustrating a, as hell. There's a stunted fight between Wolverine and Mystique that's supposed to be badass, and it's immediately post Matrix that it's coming out. And it's it's supposed to be really, really neat and cool. And it's kind of bad wire work and doesn't really work. But it's okay. I mean, it's neat. It's okay. Um, the action in this movie is really lacking. I mean, it really, it's the, it's the one. I don't know. Th- I have to say, like, when, when Storm is coming up, the, the you know, the shaft. Yeah, she, but that's. Her eyes are all white and shit. Yeah, but and she's all lightning-y. That's, and that's a shot where essentially she. That go- is a badass shot, though. I'm just saying. Like, it's I a gotta give shot, it credit she, where credit's due. But she comes up an elevator shaft, floats forward, walks across a room and strikes someone with lightning. By the time you get to X3, it's. it's, it's sure, I'm just saying, though. You can that's tell still- this is done on a budget. Um, so eventually she uses her power, her powers to control the weather. She, she's trying, which is a badass power. She's trying, trying to throw toad off of the top of the, of the, uh, of the statue of Liberty and toad, uh, catches with his tongue. And so she says, go ahead. (laughs) Do you know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? Uh, The same thing that happens to everything else. And then she strikes him with lightning and he fries. And it's Um, like, really? It's awful. It's all. It's awful. awful. Um, like and and at this point, Halle Berry's got significant clout, and at no, no this point, this is pre-Oscar. This is pre-Oscar, I think. 
I think this is pre-Oscar. I don't think so. It's definitely pre- it's, it's pre-Bond. Uh, it's pre-Bond. It's pre-Bond, but I don't think it's pre-Oscar, man. I really don't. I would argue and that point with you. I don't think, I think it's, I, I, I don't think that anyone really knew who she was. When no she was way. Famous. No, no bullshit. Halle Berry was a name. That's why she got the fucking role because there are much, much better casting choices than Halle Berry. Well, I don't. Like I don't, they seriously picked the least. I would, like, I would have to be check. an African princess. Okay. And I'm going to tell you what. I think this is pre-Monsters Ball. Like I, I cannot, cons- I can. I'm sorry. I I like Halle Berry. I think she's a good actress, which is why I was so disappointed in her performance. I think sometimes um, she can be a good actress. But I have to say, like, if I was going to be casting an African queen, Angela Bassett, Angela Bassett, Halle Berry is you? not the one I would be casting. Angela Bassett, you were not too old to play this role. You could have done it. She would have done the shit out of it. Oh, Angela, where were you? Which is why I'm telling you, Halle Berry had clout. Halle Berry, she got it because she was Halle Berry and Halle Berry's hot right now. That's what fucking happened. And that's why it was a huge misstep. And she like, so she had the clout. She could have been like, really? This is the line you want me to say? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would I would say it's not just the line, but the performance and the direction. I'd say that it's the the perfect storm of badness. Yeah. Like I I, I Um, cannot I like I literally like actually groaned like out loud. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's it it was horrible. People cite that as being an awful line. Um, Finally, you come down to the ultimate showdown on top of the uh, Empire Strikes Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) (laughs) And and now it's actually all about Star Wars. The the Statue of the Statue of Liberty, uh, where the Empire Strikes Back (laughs) (laughs) against mutants. (laughs) Where Wolverine Wolverine fights Sabretooth, and finally. Magneto, which is cool because that's like a classic battle. Yeah, except you know? that, that none of the background is there for it, and you don't like it's just sort of yeah because you don't know. Well, yeah. but but it is for people that know. But it's not here because you don't feel any of it in the fight. You just it's a cool fight, but you just sort of don't get that there's anything else. There's no recognition there. Um, there's and, on Sabretooth's part, and then I know I don't even feel like that. That I think that I mean the, it's minimal, but I don't even see. I don't think the Tyler Main is giving that good a performance. Um, and then eventually you have uh, um, Cyclops uh, is able to, with the help of the other X-Men, um, stop Magneto. Um, I do love so the, that. There's a great line, though. Which is what? Which is when he, when he goes, you know, when Wolverine shows up and he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute how do I know it's you? He's like, you're a dick. Fair enough. <laughs> That's a great line. Uh, same And the same writer <laughs> of both that one, two lines in that movie were from a first draft written by uh, Joss Whedon. Um, it's really it was disappointing to hear that because I he love wrote Josh those Whedon two lines. I can't believe he wrote that horrible line. Now it, it <laughs> was me- it. it was meant to be delivered differently in a different order. It still feels like it a was, cop it out. Was, I'm sorry, Joss. <laughs> it was meant to be you know who knows how it could have been though in different hands directed differently. Um, and not every line is great. You know, it's good directors are able to go. Okay, this is not a strong. You know, you do you make the movie in the editing room too. Oh yeah, I think that's so. True. Yeah, so that's that's a line that that maybe could be funny on paper, you know, where she goes. Whereas it didn't. Yeah, where where he's thinking in a comic book, and he goes, "What happens to a toad when struck by lightning?" And then he gets struck, and she walks away with the smirk on her face, a close up, and she's going under her breath. Same thing that happens to everything else. And I mean, that, I, I'll I'll grant you that that makes it better, it but it still doesn't better. make it good. Yeah, and at which point it would have been cut because it works on paper and doesn't work on you know. So anyway. Yeah. The, you get to the end and Magneto is captured by the authorities and Magneto is locked in a plastic, gorgeous oh, that, plastic that prison. Oh, that thing is cool as shit. Um, and we're skipping over things like the poisoning of, 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 of I call him Picard, of, of uh, Professor X. Um, 
but you the movie ends with Wolverine is going off to uh, to discover to his past sort out his shit um, and uh, Professor X is left playing a game of plastic chess in a plastic room where Magneto is essentially saying I'm gonna get out of here one day and and Xavier goes oh, and I'll, I'll always be here. be here to stop you yep. and the movie ends so we we did some of our commentary on the X-Men movie uh, uh, while we were giving the synopsis um Here's why I disagree somewhat with what you're saying about the change. Um, I feel like it's necessary. This movie's uh, directed by Brian Singer, who was definitely trying to make a much stronger point than than is even driven home in the comics about racism and, and ostracizing, and specifically because he's a gay filmmaker, he really is is feels the 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 I am separate and I'm judged by society for who I am. And that that goes through X1 and X2 and actually in his next movie after the Superman Returns, there's a whole I'm different. I feel so different than everybody else. Nobody understands me or where I'm coming from. I think it's what attracted him to these characters Mm -hmm. because they feel different and especially Rogue who feels like she can't touch anyone. Yeah, Um, no, it's very poignant, but uh, I don't think you have to strip her. Well, who I, she is for I think, that to but be I true. think, but I think you do to a point because he was also creating the realistic X Men movie, which you cannot have that she was in a battle because she was Mystique's, do, you know, adopted daughter in a battle with a cosmic creature named Miss Marvel that she then got her powers and she flies and she's invulnerable and she's tough and she, you know, and she's this, but she's also dealing with Miss Marvel's psyche in her head which that's all right but like that that, let me let me just say though that that's doesn't like the first time you see meat have contact with rogue like you don't know all that stuff like you don't get all that stuff yeah but you don't i mean why does she have all these other powers it doesn't you don't you don't know why but it doesn't matter you know what i'm saying like if anything i feel like that makes her so much more compelling and interesting because she's so strong on the outside, on the surface. Because she's but got I this think, super strength and she can fly but and I she don't seems think, like such a badass. So I really think I don't that think helps he wanted throw a, I don't, her vulnerability into stark relief. I see. You know? and I, I don't think he wanted a badass. I think he, I think he wanted... You needed an introductory character. Now, in my opinion, it should have been Kitty Pryde. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that that is more like her character. But he really, I think, wanted to drive home the person for whom... He wanted the protagonist to be the person for whom the the mutation was the curse. He wanted the main character of the movie, who in this movie is Rogue, it's secondary Wolverine, but for a while it's Rogue, um, to be her power is a curse for her. Everybody else gets a blessing. They get something out of it. She doesn't. She loses everything because of it. And so he wanted a vulnerable character who had to deal with that. I see that. I don't necessarily 100% agree, but again, Rogue is not an important character for me. Um, and I see how for the tone he wanted to strike, he had to do that. He did excise everything else. Um, he took out aliens that are big part of the X-Men. That's gone. Gods are part of the X-Men. That's gone. Magic is part of the X-Men. That's gone. That's gone. This is real world science. This could happen. This could be five years from now. Maybe this is what happens next. And he wanted to really set it in the real world. And he made some sacrifices, I think, to do it. He made them smaller and mm-hmm. he made them less amazingly powerful. And I don't think that the rogue he wanted, I think he wanted a rogue who was, who had no blessings. He didn't want any blessings for rogue. There had to be someone for whom the mutation was a curse because that was 
there that was a point of view that wasn't represented by anybody else in any other character in the cast and there's no there is no x-men character that is more that more exemplifies it's a curse than rogue or nightcrawler nightcrawler who becomes the protagonist at the beginning of the next film um but even nightcrawler is a badass fighter with a badass power yeah there needed to be someone for whom this does nothing for her this is nothing but bad shit. This is this destroys her. So at the same time, you have Storm, who can who's almost like a god. Yeah, she can fucking and, control the weather. And like, you have Xavier, she is so powerful. Xavier, who's almost like a god, and you have Mystique, who can be anyone she wants, anytime. You know, and and then you have Rogue, who's introduced to that, and he's she's surrounded by people who are benefited by their powers, and she's not. And I get that. I get why that would be a, an interesting way to go. If I her mean, name wasn't Ro- like it's. I, I guess yeah. I'm saying if if it hadn't. If you didn't have to gut Rogue to do it. Yeah, like I I think I would have been fine with it. But you know, if you just even if you created a whole new character to be that, like I think that would have pleased me more. Like I would have been see, less I, upset. I I I I think is a good. Cho- I don't think it's the only choice. I think they could have gone a different way. Yeah. Um. But okay. Um. Let's talk about the the problems that I have with the movie. <laughs> oh, let's, let's um, hear them. Um, the action is it's bad for the most part. I mean, it, it's it just they it was made on. I a mean, bu- here's the thing: like at the time, it didn't seem bad, dude. Like and even at the time, I never liked the Wolverine Mystique fight, which was supposed to be awesome, and I never felt it was. I felt the train scene was pretty cool, but I'm watching it now, and I go this. You know, when you read the X-Men comics and so many huge things are happening, um, this movie was like a train gets ripped open as a big set piece. There's a fight within a within a train station. Um, some of the CGI didn't look as good as I think it could. They tried some practical things. I think Brian Singer just didn't really know what to do action-wise. I think there was nothing in the movie that gave me anything I had never seen before. I felt like me, Magneto, the best he really did was pick up cars. You know, and the the things he did that were cool were, li- were little subtle things, like when he created a little metal bridge when he walked places. Oh, that was cool as shit. Um, but I did sort of feel like the action, it was not, there's not much action in the film, and the action that's in the film isn't that spectacular. It is really a very talky thinking. But I liked that. I did too. No, that's the thing. I liked it, but the action was not everything it could have been. I guess it was like, I just remember when I saw it, the when I first saw it, like I, I did not walk out of that theater going... That action was shit. No, I didn't. But I didn't walk out going, wow. But I did. I was like, no, I didn't. I finally got like you still were getting a sure, you know, real life version of the X-Men of the X-Men. But you weren't walking out going, wow, which to be clear, the first five minutes of X2. I went, wow, in the first five minutes. of X2, It gave me something which we're about to talk about, but it gave me something I'd never seen before. Right. Um, X1 didn't. It felt cheap. It felt confined. The sets didn't look very good. Um, the effects didn't always look good. The they're trying to do weird camera shots around while Wolverine's like jumping around the the top of of the Statue of Liberty. It all felt a little weird. And then, of course, my biggest problem is the is the MacGuffin of the film, which is the the stupid, stupid, stupid b-movie sci-fi machine that spins round 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 and turns everybody (laughs) into mutants it's it's like like it really i i feel like there should have been something on it called this is my device the plot device (laughs) 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 just 
it's just in, in a movie that's so grounded in reality the fact that there's like, this one moment you, you, it's you, powered by the mutants so you, we don't do, have to explain how it works you do you do and you do see when Mag- like all like super and, what it's run sci-fi by, and it's shit, run by right? what electromagnetism sure yeah yeah there's not enough electricity totally, in New York? Man. Dude, electromagnetism is where it's at, motherfucker. Yeah, I just, I just, just sort of felt like, like <laughs> you had a, a shot. You know, Ian McKellen is great in the movie, but even when he goes up into the little machine, he puts his hands on like he's gonna run it. You, you can almost see in his face, like, what, like why is this? What obvious? the fuck really? am I doing here? <laughs> I was in the Royal Shakespeare Company. What am I? <laughs> what am I doing here? What is this? This is awful. Um, <laughs> you know, hello, Charles. Um, so, so yeah, so. I think they they had some some problems, um, but they also they hinted at some stuff with Jean when she uses Cerebro and it unlocks a part of her mind. Um, the Wolverine was done so perfectly. I feel like yeah, Wolverine they hit the mark like, um, really really well. Uh, they did the best they could with the costumes, given that you know you want them in some kind of uniform, but. Yeah, you that was what I was saying. Like, I remember when it happened. I was like, you know, at the time people I wasn't sure. People were pissed. People were people pissed. People were they, mad, yeah. They hated the, so they added the line after the internet feedback. Oh, is that right? I didn't yeah, know it was, that. It was a fuck you to the to the internet people going, I hate the costumes. They added the line where Cyclops goes, well, what did you want? Yellow spandex. Like, I didn't I didn't know that was added yeah. in. That's kind of funny. I remember at the time being like, like part disappointed and part like, I get I, it though. I like, get, you're, I, you're trying to, you're, yeah. you're making this like in the real world. This isn't a comic book yeah. movie it's that you know like like i like dick tracy like i don't sure. know how people feel about that film but i liked that i film. like it. I, it's but, fine. I, but I, what i liked about it like stylistically speaking it was like a moving comic and i thought that was cool like but with the, the bright X-Men, colors and with the when i was so i thought when that I was, was young, neat, but when I, could, I was young the x-men were real people to me right so i guess what and i'm saying though is i can understand yeah. like i like i i could respect even though i was kind of disappointed to not see the costumes like i could respect that there was like it was hinted at and it was a more real world kind of situation. Now I'll say this, what Brian Singer did really well, for all the flaws that it has, it's a flawed film. Um, but for all the flaws that it had, he did the same thing I would say about what I feel he did in Superman returns, which is also a highly flawed film, but I feel like established a good world. I think it's the, the same thing I would say of the first Harry Potter film, which I feel is a very flawed film. But established what? a good work. I just think it is. It's too long. It's the pacing is bad. It's just like the book. It's the best one. It's because it's just like the book. It's like as long as the book, and it's badly paced. It's not a good movie. It's a good adaptation of a book. It, it's a good. It's the best adaptation of a book I think I've ever. But seen. it's not a good movie. Um, Disagree. Disagree. Here's what I would Big say stars. that that they all do right, is that they establish a world. The casting, for the most part, is dead on. The. Uh, Oh, Xavier is awesome. Oh, he is perfect. Well, when Magneto, you say for the most part, okay, I guess you're right. So I guess yeah, if we're talking about what, how many characters, what a what a what a what an awesome find is Magneto for you're what? Right. There's for there's what two Rogue is, there's two characters that are horribly cast. Anna Paquin should not be playing Rogue. She she should be playing this Rogue. I think this is absolutely a Rogue she should be playing. No, is it not Rogue, but this Rogue. Even this rogue, she's just wrong. I don't hate wrong her. I, I don't hate her. And, Hugh and Jackman is, is Hugh Jackman's a good choice. That's actually, an impossible role to cast. Yeah, because you can't, you cannot. Ca- that that person doesn't exist. Like he's got to, he's got to be tough and sensitive, and you got to like him. But at the same time, when he's an ass, you, you got to realize he's yeah, an ass. Yeah, and you got to like him still. Yeah, and, but you still like him because yeah. even though he's an ass, you like him. And again, finding Magneto is just the Magneto they found. They found is perfect. Yeah. Senator Kelly is is perfect. Uh, 
Um, and you know what? Cyclops has grown on me. Actually, I didn't like him that much. At you first. know, I liked him at first. You know, because he's so he's exactly the way. Because like that was how yeah. I always felt about Cyclops. Like he's like ultra boy scouty. You yeah. know, super boring. cute, boring guy. Yeah, like he is the antithesis of Wolverine. You know, Wolverine's the one that all the, the chicks are attracted to because he's you know the biker guy. He's the bad guy. Yeah, so you know? but he's really good inside, I, and that's why we were drawn to him. And the villain, <laughs> the villains aren't all cast that well, actually. I think that that Tyler Maine isn't great as Sabretooth, and I feel like Ray Park hams it up as Toad. But I think that was a really odd choice to have Toad of all the people. Of all have. the people they could have, like, well, yeah, of all There's, the villains of the, out of there. Of the Rogues Toad? Gallery, yeah. Well, <laughs> Toad was one of the original Brotherhood, but Sabretooth was never part of the Brotherhood, so it's 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 hard to to understand the choices they made. Um. But uh, I think you're right. I think there are key roles in that. I thought that, that were I thought that as, as, as hot well. as she was, uh, Rebecca Romaine um, was good looking as Mystique, but didn't really get good at playing Mystique until like X3. And then she became like a good actress, actually. Yeah. But I felt like I she was weak. That. She was weak in this. Um, so we would jump to X2. Um, what a difference. A little yeah. money and the, and some experience make. The movie opens in the White House. Right. <laughs> um, and there is a demon running around the White House, a demon who can disappear and fight. And I get a fight scene that I've never in my life ever before seen. A guy who can teleport, punching somebody. And then as he flies through the air, bamfing someplace else, appearing yeah. behind him and punching <laughs> him again. Um, this opening was badass. St- Stellar yeah. for a guy like I, I didn't, I did not enjoy the action in X one, and I walked into X two going thinking, okay, I'm gonna love the story, I'm gonna really enjoy the acting, I'm going to. It's usually the opposite of what I think of action movies, where I go, the action was great, but the rest of the movie sucked. Right. You know, this time I, I knew what I was getting into. I thought I knew where I was gonna be like, okay, the action's gonna suck, but the, the writing and the acting's gonna be good, which matters to me so much more. And instead, Brian, Brian Singer said, oh no, sir. <laughs> oh wait wait no hold the phone watch this and the action in that opening scene is just oh wow badass yes um totally creaming in the pants goodness we meet uh kurt wagner um the oh uh, can i just say i love alan he does a great job in this i um, love him love him love him as as nightcrawler the uh the ironically very staunchly religious um mutant who's shaped like a demon who was rejected by the people around him who wanted to be a priest but couldn't because he looked like a demon um, and who can, by the way, teleport um, and, um, yeah, which and, is badass. and climb up walls. Um, and he uh, is forced uh, by a serum that's poured on his neck to try to kill the president and at the last moment can't go through with it and, and goes away. Uh, and the serum wears off and then he goes into hiding because he has tried to attack the president uh, a general William Stryker uh, is able to get presidential approval um, on uh, on a military action against mutants um, and to essentially consider mutants to be persona non grata non gratis and and go after go after them in a, in a military kind of way yeah um, which includes eventually an attack on the school but we'll get to that um, we learn that there's Robert Senator Robert Kelly who is dead. But if you look very carefully it's at the footage, Mystique. it's Mystique who's 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 manipulating things behind the scenes. Which is good though because they they need damage control at that point. Frankly, yeah. <laughs> um, um, uh, Mystique is uh, also behind the scenes engineering what is going to be Magneto's escape. Um, the X Men go and find Nightcrawler, 
um, uh, led by uh, led by uh, Storm and uh, Jean Grey. And it is determined by William Stryker that the big place where you can find mutants and stop them is Professor Xavier's school. Um, at the same time that this is happening, Mystique has uh, has um, basically seduced uh, seduced and then injected uh, metal into um, the prison guard's blood, which of, is just badass. Um, and then and then and then the prison guard goes to Magneto. He pulls the the iron out of his blood, creates two little bullets, destroys the room he's in, turns the bullets into a platform, escape. I just Again, an amazing scene. Just so freaking cool. Yeah. Um, like, because you're thinking, how the fuck could she possibly? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, what's like, going to happen here? How can she possibly get him out of there? Like, and, and that is like such an interesting and intriguing and, and badass way to and do then, such a thing. And then the movie gets even cooler because the military attacks the school and when the mil- and Wolverine has returned to the school. When the military attacks the school, you you know they almost gave the movie an R rating because really? they had to cut like like three or four seconds. Um, of what Wolverine can do with his claws, because oh, I want to see this. Because in the first movie, Wolverine fights people with his bones and his and and, and his fists, and he uses his claws against one other supervillain. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, he is gutting people. Oh he yeah, is killing. He people. is full on Wolverine. He is bloodbathery. <laughs> su- suddenly, suddenly, you're getting this. Wolverine escapes the school with um with John, aka Pyro, uh, Bobby, aka Iceman and uh and rogue um they all escape the school and they decide to go hide out at bobby's house um at the same time that gene and that that gene i don't know where's cyclops here i don't know i forget was cyclops with the professor i think cyclops had been parked out like to 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 keep an eye on Magneto, I feel like, or was sent after Magneto. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I, or something. I wish I could remember. Sorry, guys. I wish I could remember what Cyclops says. Um, that I'm just hitting what is the emotional high points for me. Um, a uh, they get Nightcrawler, um, and he joins up with uh with, uh, Jean and Storm. Uh, the scene at Bobby's house is the most and clearest allegory for for how hard it is to be gay. Um where uh where bobby's uh parents actually ask him have you tried not being a mutant um like we at that point that's one of the moments when i said okay brian we get it thank you we understand you're 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 i just don't know why like i wonder if you would have felt that way if you didn't know that barn singer's gay i think that i would hear the even if i didn't know i'd hear the have you tried not being a mutant i would get what they were trying to do i don't Um, know i did like it, it like i i saw the same movie you did and I did not when know they, that he was they, gay, and it was when, not. It's not relevant. When they, and when they, I when they said didn't you, feel they, like it was some heavy-handed remark uh, about. I didn't being think gay. it was. I didn't think it was heavy-handed necessarily. It's. I only feel that when I go back after seeing Superman Returns and feeling like, okay, Brian, okay. I just. I did not feel that way. I, when I saw it in context, and when movie, I when I saw it, when it I, was just like. It was like that. When I heard, it when actually I, felt very appropriate because they're, they're. It didn't feel inappropriate when they said, "Have you tried not being a mutant?" It was so stereotypical, uh, ABC after school special. It was just such an. It was what I liked. It was such an ignorant thing to say. Yeah, like, but because they just don't want to deal with the fact that he's a mutant. But it's and, a. But it's a, I felt like it's that an ignorant was why thing it felt that real. Yeah, it, it felt real. But you have to admit, it is reminiscent of the of of the coming out story that that people tell that where they're asked, "Have you tried not?" That's that's a fair i think i feel like i've seen that in another movie at some point um either way 
either way a good scene a scene that i find effective yeah um uh and then uh the x-jet shows up um the x-jet shows up and they uh uh, they go and of all things are attacked by the air force in the air and they're about to crash and they are saved by Magneto who Magneto and Mystique join for this mission, the X-Men. That's just so cool. Um, and then you have awesome scenes of Mystique trying to sedu- seduce Wolverine and get into his psyche. Um, you have amazing scenes on the, on the X-Jet with, with Magneto and John who John is one of the, one of the, Who's who's always like through the whole film has been kind of a not, little dark, you know, a little bit a little dark, dark, a little bit yeah, like you know, Iceman is goody goody boy, and and, and a great and Pyro uh, is a little bit like maybe this, yeah. you know, maybe there's something to this. We are better than these jokers, and and, 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 and Py- Pyro's know. up there, and he goes, they say you're the bad guy. Is that what they say? <laughs> <laughs> He's know? so fucking good. <laughs> so I love much. him so. And much. then my great again, a scene there I love where he goes, he, he goes, he goes, he goes, what's your name, John? What's your real, real name? name. <laughs> and and I love that that is that they choose their names and the name that they want yep. to have. And, that, and I that like means I like that by them. by that by working with them. There's these moments of uh, of them. Yeah, we're working yeah. together. But I'm still who I am, and you're still who you, you are. We're still the bad guys. So we're I'm still guys. gonna be doing subversive things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like while it's going on. <laughs> so what we find out is that William Stryker has a mad on for Professor Xavier because at one point his son had a mutation that he expected Professor Xavier to help him overcome. And Professor Xavier isn't about overcoming mutation. It's about learning to live with your mutation. When the mutation didn't go away, he ended up lobotomizing his own son um, and using his son's ability to control others to uh, to use a serum to control other people. Um, he uses that serum on... Uh, he uses that serum on Professor X uh, and forces Professor X to use Cerebro. Um, the plan is to use Cerebro to destroy all the humans on Earth or destroy all the all mutants on Earth. Um, Magneto has other plans. So when, of course. So when Mag- yeah, I love that. When they finally get to that moment, like Magneto doesn't like yeah, so, so the moment, end the, the shit, the, right? The, the, he the just moment, changes the, moment the game. Is, here, well, the moment is that Magneto is there to save Xavier and to save all the mutants. And when it's time to save Xavier, he does save all the mutants. But then he goes up to Xavier, who is who is highly suggestible at this point, and goes mm-hmm. and goes kill all the humans yep. instead. And it's totally what he would do. Like, and, and Xavier suddenly suddenly it's like he's going to commit genocide. Yep. He's willing to use Xavier to commit genocide. And you realize that no, Magneto is a bad guy. Yep. You thought maybe he's joining up. Maybe he's got a softer side. No, nope. he escapes. John joins him. Mystique mm-hmm. escapes with him. <laughs> and and there's an all-out onslaught, great attack scene. Not as good as the other stuff, but better than anything in the first X-Men. Yeah. On on the base, they end up really damaging the base. The base is about to explode. They all go to escape uh, on the X-Jet, and the jet won't take off. And there, the base is located behind a dam, and the dam explodes, and water comes gushing out of the dam and is going to destroy the X-Jet and all of the X-Men in it kills William Stryker, who has been left, uh, who's been left chained to a tree. Magneto has escaped. Um, and now you have the remaining X-Men uh, on the jet trying to get out and the water is going to come destroy them all. Um, Jean Grey makes a decision. Um, again, maybe not the wisest decision uh, because they did have a teleporting mutant there, but okay. Um uh yeah no I know we'll, we'll accept it we'll accept it um 
And in in a move very reminiscent of the comic book, it's not in a space shuttle or an all spacey like the comic book was. Right. But she is on a vessel trying to save the vessel. Yeah. Um, and goes and leaves the vessel, uses her power, which has been growing exponentially through the film, to raise the vessel up um, and start the engines while it's in the sky. And then using her power. Whilst holding off the wall of the, water. The wall of water is attacking. She, in, in a, a show of power that even Magneto's never even shown before, she is holding off massive amounts of water. She lets them escape and then she dies. And people weep. And and uh, James Marsden, who's usually pretty good, gives a terrible line reading of Gene. Don't do this. Which is just, okay. It's a, The scene's a little over emotional. Lots of tears and crying loudly and i didn't and, it didn't feel false for me you know it didn't, don't it, listen to him it felt a little <laughs> un. i feel like wolverine would have been stoic i think i you know what i would think wolverine's weeping openly and i would see wolverine sitting there not making a sound and then a scene later where wolverine just rips his room apart like uh, that that's so i well, can see that wolverine yeah. like showing no emotion and then later on he's just drunk and just destroying throwing, shit yeah he's just can't handle it um but losing a soldier in battle, Wolverine knows better than to weep in the middle of the battle. He, that's just not him. He's, this has happened to him before. He, deal, he, he doesn't deal well with it, but he doesn't deal well with it later. Not in the middle of the battle. Mm. Um, but okay. Look, I, for a movie that has improved on its predecessor by so many yeah, in so many amounts, ways. Um, the last thing right before the water overtakes Jean, you see what looks like fire mm-hmm. around her. And then the water covers her. They appear in front of the in front of the president and they say, listen, we just saved the day. We're people. They're good of us, good ones. They're bad ones. But we're going to be watching what you do next. And then it looks like uh, life at the mansions returning to normal. And we have a nice little shot of the lake where Jean died. And the last thing you see just above the water is what looks like the reflection well, just or just under the, under water. the water. I yeah. always felt like it was a reflection on the oh, water. I always felt it was just under the water. But it looks like a bird of fire or a phoenix. Yes, or a phoenix. So X2. So yeah, it's a lot. It's a, it's it's huge. It's a huge movie. It's a long movie. Whereas the first one's like 90 minutes. So this is a full two hours. Yeah. Um, great. Well, act- I feel like didn't you even, you missed a whole big fight, I feel like, as well. Oh, there are a bunch of them. There well, are, I'm there- saying like, like Wolverine facing off against Lady Deathstrike. I mean, that's. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of huge. There's a huge fight there. There's a huge fight at Bobby's house. I mean, it's kind of huge attack. and it's kind of important. Like, it's, 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 a, it's one of those sort of battles where it's like. You know what? I feel, I feel the other. I feel like it was shoehorned into the film. I feel like it. I feel like we did it with Mystique last, last time. Now no, we're but the, do it with here. Lady Deathstrike, at least it's like it's sort of his female counterpart. Frankly, sure, it's done. You know, it's so done. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's done well. It's not done badly, but I feel like of all the things in the movie, it's the one that feels like we have to give Wolverine his fight. So here it is. It felt separate from the plot. I could see that. It felt like here's his fight scene. Right. Whereas all the other, all the rest of the action in the film. Seems to happen more organically. Yeah. I think you could cut this scene out of the movie and the movie would still make sense. Oh, absolutely. Whereas no the, doubt at all. the rest of the action moved everything forward. It was such a well plotted, well paced. Well, just the movie is just so good. I like the fight. I don't mind the fight. I like the moment at the end where he kills her and you can tell he feels bad about it. Mm-hmm. That that moment is so interestingly played. I like think the performances are good. I think it's great. Um, but you're right. You don't like need it for anything. Negatives on the movie are so small for me. Um, Storm is better. 
Rogue doesn't have much to do, so there's not much to so piss So she doesn't you off. annoy me. Yeah, she doesn't annoy me as um, much in that one. Agree. Storm's accent is gone as if it never was. Um, Which her, at least is better than her fucking and, and, it up. And her hair is better, too. And she has some cool moments. She and Jean don't have much do, to do in the film, but their moments with Nightcrawler are cool. Um, Jean is badass. Jean is uh, badass. And uh, that makes up for a lot of things, in my opinion. Um, the action, and like I said, is great. Nightcrawler is a really interesting character. Magneto, Absolutely. Magneto is, is better than he was. The character Mystique is the stuff she does with Wolverine is so wrong. When she turns into Rogue. Oh, uh, wow. You know, it's it's just such a well, fully realized film. Um, whereas the first one seems like I didn't walk out of this one going, yay, I got to see my X-Men on the big screen. I walked out going that was a great movie, which is not what I did when I left X1. When I was X1, I was like, I saw my X-Men in a movie. Isn't that awesome? Here's, yeah, but, you know, again, I got upset because they because the, the, the killing of the Jean Grey. Again. Even though she didn't really die. What did you want? Like, I, I can understand you being upset with what happens in X3, and we'll talk about it, but what did you want differently? Well, no, I mean, I guess, like, initially, like, I it just, I don't... I don't like having to cry that much, really, is what's going on there. You don't um, want to feel. Hey, no, not true. I feel all the time. And maybe that's the difference between you and I. I feel so fucking much you don't that I don't to. need to feel all this other shit. But if they're going to do the story, well, Jean Grey has to die. Oh, you're right. You're right. For you're there right. to be a Phoenix But then they, they did, the fact that they did, that they, they seemed to be starting the Phoenix story, I guess, I guess it upset me more because like I really, really hate cliffhangers. Like I'm, I'm uh, so like I am so about instant gratification. I have no patience, and so when it's like the next one's not ready, like I can't watch the next one right now, it really gets me. Gr- yeah, uh, see, and <laughs> like I, I remember I saw Kill Bill, and I didn't know <laughs> that it was a part one. And with I the was, exception of the fact that part one was in the title. But it's like written all tiny and shit, like underneath, like it just says Kill Bill. And I was like, oh, this looks really fucking cool. There's like fucking sword fights and shit and it's badassery. Sweet. And like I watched that shit and then like all of a sudden it ended. Like that's how it felt for me. Like I wasn't like getting tired. I wasn't like, wow, this has been going on a while. Like, And then it just ended and I was like, oh. What the uh, fuck is this shit? That's pretty funny. So, so that's yeah. pretty funny. Like when, when that stuff happens, like when it's like, okay, so she's dead, but but she's going to be Phoenix. All right. Done. So, like, so, I was like, oh, I could kill you. So let's jump. We, we, uh, wow, we're going long, but that's okay. Um, we'll talk really. That's what happens. We talk too much. We'll, we'll <laughs> talk really briefly. Um, not really briefly, but we just, we just ran through X3. And we would love to talk to you about it right now, but we can't because it has to wait till next episode of Pop Off where we discuss X-Men The Last Stand and X-Men Origins Wolverine. So please tune in again next week. And for Alexia, I am Justin. Pop Off. We are now part of the Enlight Podcast Network with such awesome shows like Trek Off, Pop Off, the Hot Mess Podcast with Phil Stamper and Ninjas versus You. Subscribe to those. They're going to be fun. It's going to be neat. But we're still number one. Because we're supposed to be. Because we're the oldest. Endlightpodcast.com. Go there.